Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy with my co-host, Dr. E from Modern Manual Therapy, EdgeMobilitySystem.com, The Eclectic Approach, and UpDoc Media. That seems How's it going, Jason? It's going well. That seemed like a shorter intro today. I feel as though you may have left out two or three different brands of yours. Well, I'll leave it for the for the outro i guess sounds good no it's going well as i told you as, as uh, we were talking about before we uh, turn the mics on it's uh 9 a.m and having my first cup of coffee and uh uh yeah it's a good day all right yeah well i only had coffee and a green smoothie so that's uh my two meals for today so far it's noon for me well it's on the, uh, the oh, other ahead, coast sorry. Well, of course, yes. I'm so I'm West Coast for those who uh, uh, are first tuning into our podcast when we haven't talked about it in the past, and Urson is East Coast, so it's always a bit of fun arranging these because occasionally I'll suggest to him, "How about a a 9 p.m. podcast my time?" And that's a little bit too late for your time, right? It's amazing that we get to talk at all. Agreed. And you have a story that came to mind—an older story, if I recall correctly. No, this is a new story. Oh, this is a new uh, one. The next one is an old story, whenever that may be recorded. So, yeah, I just saw uh, one of my wife's good friends last week, and uh, she's been complaining for probably about two or three weeks of uh, progressively worsening thumb pain. And she's a massage therapist, and she says that she can basically – she can barely get through a massage without her thumbs just feeling super achy. And, you know, pressure makes it feel better, she said. Pressure – uh, like self-massage and when she's driving it's bad but also when she's driving like pressure by like really pushing her thinner eminences or you know the meat of the drumstick of the thumb mm. into the steering wheel that makes it feel better so you know i'm i rule out cervical um there's i think there's a minimal kind of cervical component to it when she did retractions it did make it a little bit less tender mm-hmm and I, I always ask, you know, is there anything else that I should be aware of or anything else that uh, that that you think may be contributing? And she said, you know, I've also been having this pain in my inner arm, um, like basically right, right underneath my biceps, right where my bra wire hits. And okay. um, she she is a, a, a bit of a bigger lady. So... Yeah. Uh, when her arms rest against her on her side, when she's when she's driving or if she's just sitting or anything, her bra wire really kind of bites or eats into you know the area right underneath her bicep, right along the path of the median nerve. Interesting. So yeah, she certainly had tender points there, and the tender points when palpated uh, increased tenderness in her thumbs as well, and it also kind of increased it you know there was like a a paresthesia in her arm upon palpation i've never seen a case like that before and i'm finding it fascinating as you're telling it to me right well she was laughing she's like you know what what am i gonna do do you want me not wear a bra (laughs) you know when you said that i saw where you were going with it right 
So I said, well, I guess it's either that, but that's not really an option. Or you can develop or uh, put some kind of padding on the outside of the underwire because all you have to do is increase the surface area. If you increase the surface area, you know, I described to her physics-wise because I used to be a physics nut. I was a physics tutor in college. That surface area is uh, inversely proportional to the amount of pressure or pressure is the inversely proportional to the amount of surface area you apply it through. So, so which, which which to say is basically a fancy way of saying you're dispersing the force over a larger area, so it's not all going onto that median nerve. Right. Then, you know, I always use the example for patients uh, or for anyone that you know I apply like five pounds of pressure with my fingertip and five pounds of pressure with my whole hand. I'm like, this is equal pressure, but which feels like less? And oh, patients okay. understand that. Um, so you know the. What I think is going on here is what Butler refers to in his re- in the research that he reviews for the sensitive nerve system as an abnormal impulse generating site, and I review that also in my neurodynamics courses and my eclectic approach courses. That basically, once the outer portion of a nerve kind of gets worn away, ion channels form, and these ion channels become sensitive to heat, cold. Um, cortisol or adrenaline. So they're, they're thermosensitive, they're chemosensitive, they're mechanosensitive to pressure or to stretch. And in her case, it was pressure or stretch. And they can abnormally generate an impulse both proximally or distally. So the area that is sensitized is not often the symptomatic site. You know, the, the uh, area that's generating the impulses could potentially be underneath their bicep, but it's actually causing distal thumb pain. How did you treat it? Uh, just some she had positive neurodynamic, pretty significant neurodynamic uh, median nerve limitation. So I tested that. That was tight and painful. Uh, did some light ISTM along the entire neural container. So light ISTM to the anterior forearm and the medial upper arm. And then I retested ISTM or uh, neurodynamics and that was full and nearly pain-free, just a little paresthesia at end range. So then I just gave her kind of self sliders and to avoid um either having her arms against their size for a prolonged period of time. And if she has to, she has to somehow come up with a padding and, and she's pretty creative with sewing or whatever. So um, it's some kind of padding for her underwire. Wow. That is, and, and have you seen her since? Have you had a follow-up yet to see if she's had reduced symptoms? Uh, nope. But I planned on following up with her this week because that was just maybe about four or five days ago. So Good. we will have to give an update. And speaking of updates, did you ever get an update on the patient of yours with the rotator cuff? I did. I was walking my new puppy, Coda, and I saw him yesterday. He basically said, yeah, I tried to wait it out to see if it would spontaneously get better. And try, I try, I've been trying to exercise it. And I said, did it spontaneously get better? And he leaned to the right and, and hiked his shoulder <laughs> and, <laughs> and lifted and abducted his arm about uh, 30 degrees. So he said, nope, going in for a sur- uh, surgical consult today, which would be her today, actually. At time so of this then, podcast, <laughs> so we'll keep our we'll keep our listeners posted. For those of you who uh, I think it was uh, our last podcast, does the size of rotator cuff matters part two, and it was someone who uh, had a positive drop arm test, and um, <laughs> as you can hear me being called for by a kid in the background, Mike. I thought it was mine at first. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? As we, <laughs> you know, this is the reality. Uh, this is the reality. You know what? I'm gonna put my mic on pause. I'll let you give the update to that. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, as Jason was alluding to, um, I don't even really know where he was going, but we will keep you updated on that and what the surgeon says. He is absolutely going to opt for surgery. So, I, I, 
I have little doubt in my mind that he does need it based on his function and based on that it's not spontaneously coming back. His pain is gone again, but his function is uh, and his active range of motion and strength is nowhere near it should be. So where you can find Jason at shanephysiotherapy.ca on Facebook and Instagram under Shane Physiotherapy as well. And um, yeah, as I said in the last few podcasts, I was trying out Vero, that new app, but I don't know if it's taking off as much as they thought it would. It seems to have slowed down a lot. Right. Um, yeah, you're the only person I know who who's used it, although I feel like I saw a celebrity talk about it. Um, but I couldn't even remember who it was, so I, I never even checked it out. Instagram, um, and especially Instagram and Facebook stories are where it's kind of at now. People are really looking to stories, so I got to start doing those like once or twice a week, I think. Uh, I'm going to look forward to them. And you, how can people follow you? Well, uh, I made it really easy. If you go to modmt.com. So M-O-D-M-T, short for Modern Manual Therapy. So modmt.com forward slash Facebook, forward slash Twitter, forward slash Instagram, or forward slash YouTube. That's the easiest way to get to all of my um, whatever preference you have for following me on social media. I usually try to cross post whatever it is uh, that I'm posting for that week on one of those social media formats. You can also subscribe via email at themanualtherapist.com or modern manual therapy blog so you don't miss any of our daily blog updates. Check out all my products on edgemobilitysystem.com. We have webinars. I have a couple of new products coming up in the next couple of months, which uh, I can't talk about now because they're just in development stage or I haven't shot the commercials for them yet <laughs> or the instructions. Uh, and the eclectic approach are my seminars, eclecticapproach.com, modern manual therapy, modern strength training, and soon to be modern patient education, uh, modern motor control coming this year in 2018. I hope to see you any of those courses, or you can check them out live on Edgemil or recorded on edgemilitysystem.com. So thanks to UpDoc Media for hosting, um, and please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, Erson. All right. <laughs>